a Finance Guy podcast, a show for all genders and species about bringing some humanity and a bit of fun to the world of finance and tech and leaving you with a little something that can help you on your way. All right, please enjoy. Thanks. Powered by Amazon Time. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Finance Guys podcast and Finance Guys TV. Today, we are kicking off 2021 with our first recording of the new year and our very esteemed guest, Mr. Keith Klein. Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks and for having me. Absolutely. I'm going to uh, read a short bio that I put together to give people a little intro of who you are, and then um, we're going to jump into it. Okay, so um, today we've got our friend Keith Klein, who is the managing principal for AWS Real Estate Acquisition Americas, and he is an eight-and-a-half-year veteran here at Amazon. Keith got his BS in hotel management at University Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, the alma mater of Grandmama Larry Johnson, and um, we want to talk about Vegas a little bit later on in the show. Um, but after undergrad, Keith spent five years working his way up at Marriott International, where he ended up in uh, servicing global revenue management, I believe, before he made the jump in 2012 to AWS as a manager in data center capacity planning thus beginning an illustrious career at AWS. Since then, he's worked in roles uh, in the co-location space as a transaction manager, as a real estate portfolio manager, and up through the acquisitions and development team where he's the managing principal now. And he's leading the charge with a team of eight over the America's real estate team. So in a nutshell, there's Keith, and welcome to the show, sir. Thanks. Glad to, glad to be here. Glad, thanks for having me. Definitely. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, so uh, I would like to start with, like, Keith, I know, has a uh, big hobby of, uh, uh, he just bought a UTV side-by-side. So, Keith, what was the latest adventure you did on that UTV? Uh, just, yeah, just over the um, New Year's break, I, I, we went down to Oregon, and then we rode the uh, side-by-sides out on the Oregon coast in the sand dunes. It was extremely cold. It rained the entire time, uh, but it was a, still a good time, but we had fun. But yeah, it was out there. It was a lot of fun. Way cool. When did you get into off-roading? Uh, I, I would say my whole life when I was a kid, I had dirt bikes with my dad and then oh. um, four-wheelers as, as in high school, then through my early adult years. And then eventually, uh, if you ride four-wheelers enough, as you get older, your body just can't take it anymore. So I uh, moved over to a, a, a UTV with a seat and a seat belt uh, probably about a year and a half ago, two years ago. It's, it's, it's just it's a stress reliever. I like playing. The two things I like doing is doing that for adrenaline and stress reliever relief and then playing golf to kind of clear my mind oh very nice that's nice i like the idea of golf like just the amount of time you spend not looking at a screen is very attractive i used to play golf i don't anymore you, you know what the funny thing about golf for me is it, you when you're playing golf you get really into it you get frustrated sometimes you get excited other times but for some reason when i play golf i think about nothing else I literally, all I think about is getting that doggone white ball over to the hole X number of yards away from wherever I'm currently located. Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, coming from a country where cricket is played a lot, uh, I don't know, golf seems very slow to me. I don't know. That's my impression. <laughs> Maybe to, I have to play it. 
it's slow to watch, but when you actually get in and play it, it's it's a it's a very it's a mental game. I, I for for sure, it's one hundred percent mental. Uh, your your golf game will will go as your mental attitude goes. So if you get mad, your golf game will fun will 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 falter because of it. If you you're happy and you're in the zone, your golf game will improve. So it's it's a big time mental game for me. It's a zen, it's definitely a Zen practice, I think. Sure. But let's sure. let's go all the way let's go all the way back, Keith. I want I want to know a little bit about like who you were growing up as a kid. What were you like? What were you into? What did you want to be when you when you were going to be older back then? Shockingly, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I, I I don't know why, but I just remember looking back. I wanted to be a lawyer. I'm I'm no offense to any of the lawyers watching here today, but I don't want to ever be a lawyer again. <laughs> now that I see what a lawyer does, I'm like, oh, that could be pretty painful. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to do. What was it? What what attracted you to law? Because my parents were both law, so my family was always asking me, "Do you want to be a lawyer?" And I, out of rebellion, I just said no. But what did you think being a lawyer was? I like to argue, so I, I, I always enjoyed that particular – like you watch the, the Law and Orders. Like, like when I watch TV, I, my wife hates it because I watch Law and Order, and she's like, you've already seen that episode like three times. Like I know. I just like watching it. It's kind of – it's just noise in the background for me. But I love the, the courtroom aspect of law and the argument aspect. What I didn't realize when I was – 13, 14 years old is that the courtroom aspect of law is only a very, very small aspect of actually being a lawyer. Predominantly, you are in a room looking up stuff in order to get to the courtroom eventually. But, but I, 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 argue. I actually mm -hmm. felt yeah. uh, that, uh, you know, Keith would be an excellent lawyer because, you know, in my experience with Keith, uh, you know, I worked with him for two years and uh, we have worked on multiple deals and uh, this guy argues like anything, you know. <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. You don't need to agree. It's, it's healthy. It's, it's healthy. It's healthy to it's healthy, have a disagreement. I know. Well, it's very Amazonian in in sort of yeah. like the in sort. Of, it's like even in the principle of disagree and commit, right? It's it's as long as it's a I think like a a truth seeking debate, it could be very productive, you know. Yeah. And that's I think as a, as probably an Amazonian, Keith, the eight and a half years is that something you came in like comfortable with is sort of having tough conversations or did you, is it something you develop? I've always been comfortable with the idea of having a tough, tough conversation and, and, and um, disagreeing and commit and kind of are not, I wouldn't say arguing, but proving my point as I think my point should be proven. I, I think just with any role, when you first enter, especially at Amazon, when you have a bunch of really smart people around you, it probably took me six months to a year to get comfortable in doing that at Amazon just until I was actually, um, had the knowledge in order, order to be able to. I think, I, in my opinion, you can't really argue unless you have the knowledge to actually back up the argument. And as you, with any job, as you get more and more knowledge behind you and a broad base of knowledge, you can, you, you get pretty good at winning arguments. Yeah. Well, the argument wins the day. I think that's at the end of the, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the line. That's ultimate. And, and I've also been in, in meetings too, where we've had good arguments and um, even with people who are what directors, VPs, um, if you bring data and a reasoned conclusion, they, they don't really stand on um, on like position or title necessarily, like actually ever, um, oh, which is nice. Oh, for sure. That I think that's probably my that 
ever since I started Amazon, that's probably the one thing that I like the most about Amazon is that if the are you right a lot if just to quote leadership principles because I feel like I have to since I'm on a camera here but the when you're in a meeting the thing I like about Amazon the most is titles kind of go out the window sure there's some formality to the meeting that that you should at least respect the person that that is a higher title than you but it doesn't mean that you cannot disagree with them and you cannot prove your point as uh, as long as you're right and you and you and you believe in the in the believe in the stance that you want to take and you have data to to actually prove that that is by far the the winning quality of uh, of an amazon employment experience for me uh, actually there is a good saying which i so so much believe in in god we trust all others must bring data <laughs> you know <laughs> In Jeff, we trust all others must bring data. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me ask. I, I've I've been um, in AWS myself now about five years, and so we've both been in infrastructure for a good deal of time. And I've watched you. I came in after you joined, but I've watched you move roles, and I've watched you take a very deliberate path towards it seems like you're in a role now that you really had your eye on, that you really were interested in. Um, ha have you always yeah. wanted to get into this real estate space or when did that um, inclination develop? Was it after joining Amazon or before? It, it was it, it was after joining Amazon. Uh, my dad was uh, in in construction for most of his life, project management superintendent of residential construction. So I was around real estate and construction for most of really all of my life. Um, but my I guess my love or my desire to be in the real estate development space happened after I joined Amazon. Um, when I joined Amazon, I was just a really a planner, uh, uh, an inventory management planner um, style job at the Center Capacity Planning, um, and I saw the real estate team under um, Brian Tanner at the time was in the same organization as we were under Bo Wallace. And I worked with them a lot. And I was like, man, that really looks like a really cool job. Uh, that, that looks like something I could learn to love. And so I'm not sure what it, what happened or what I did, but uh, I did something right at some point. And so Bo Wallace, who was the director at the time, um, he took me out to lunch and he says, Keith, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to go do what Brian does. And he said, well, that's a big step for you, Keith. That's, that's, that'll take you quite a bit to get there. Um, or, and we had a conversation about it, and he, after probably a half-hour, 45-minute conversation, he kind of laid out a path for me, and he said, if you really want to do that, these are the steps I think you should take. You should go and do co-location transaction management, which is not quite the – has the same level of, uh, of niche, niche expertise, but you just, you'll, you'll learn how to negotiate. And then you should go be a, a TPM or real estate portfolio manager where you can start learning about the actual back-end construction. And then you can take a step to uh, to become a uh, real estate development and acquisition manager. And so really from that day forward, and that was probably towards the end of 2012, I had probably been at Amazon for about a year at that point. I set my sights on it. I, I wrote my plan down, and I, I executed, quite frankly. And it, it was a very long time. Um, it, it was about a four-year process to do all those things and to get where I wanted to go. But at the end of the road, when I got to where I wanted to go, I found something that I love, and, and, uh, and, and I think I'm relatively good at it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like uh, Keith and uh, we all used to sit on the same floor, and I would, uh, you know, so Keith and I are very close. So I would go to Keith's desk, we'll joke about something, and then somewhere Keith will bring this, uh, you know, wanting to lead America's real estate, uh, and when he was not doing that. And uh, kudos to him, you know, now he's actually in that role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and I guess what kind of like um, if you're giving advice to someone or you know just sort of like sharing from from your learnings, like what was some of the most important attributes that helped you kind of accomplish that long roadmap? I hear like a theme of patience and sort of um, I don't know. What would you say were the key attributes that helped you achieve that? Yeah, it's funny that you asked that question. I actually wrote an email to my team right when we got back from the holidays. I watched something on LinkedIn. Um, it was it was detailing out the the most uh, likely traits and successful people. And you, there's other things you think would be people that success would have, but the one thing that surprised me is that the biggest trait that successful people have is grit. Your ability to to just fight your way through things. Okay, you run into a problem, just fight, 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 and keep moving forward throughout uh, tough times. Um, I think I have a pretty good grit. Uh, I'm pretty gritty, and I can fight through those difficult times. I actually. After reading that, I, I had to send a note to the team because I think my whole team has a whole bunch of grit inside of it, and they all they all do really great things every day, and they're they're constantly faced with challenges. And I think that was the biggest thing that made me kind of get through that long, treacherous process of getting to where I wanted to go and, and kind of seeing a goal and still being able to fight through it for, for multiple years. Uh, so for, for, for me, it was definitely grit that got me there. Yeah. You have reached your goal, you know, so what next now? Well, it's to be the to be Jeff, I suppose, right? <laughs> no, there's, there's I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. I think our space, the America's real estate team is 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 very large at this particular point. We're we're as far as like a real estate development acquisition organization. Uh, when you look outside of even Amazon, it's probably one of the larger ones from a data center perspective. Um, I I think there's there's room for me to grow still in this role, and I and I. I uh, I, I hope to grow within this role and take on more responsibility within this role, even uh, as as it grows and it grows and it grows. Uh, so, director and then then vice president uh, someday, uh, following the same task. I mean, I, I want to be involved in in real estate for for the foreseeable future, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, I want to just continue to grow in this role. That's awesome. What what technical or I don't know if technical is the right word, but what like kind of tactical execution skills? May, like if somebody wants to be a real estate in real estate development, real estate acquisitions, like what business skills are the most important? I mean, you have to have a pretty strong financial background for one to be able to understand what the financial characteristics of a plot of land are and how the what the return is and how it compares to the remain the the other aspects of the business and how it compares to other solutions that are out there. Um, and you have to have just the the ability to understand the construction process, understand how things are built, understand why a particular land is better than another particular piece of land, uh, and have a very keen eye when it comes to that. Um, understanding the this, this that particular piece of land you're looking at, um, you. you you have to have uh, a very strong desire to 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 put your your neck out there. I guess is the best way to say it. To to really choose your direction and go. Uh, what we call bias for action. But you have to have a very and, and your your willingness to kind of fight through and, and not fight is probably the wrong word. But your willingness to kind of drive that particular task. And you, quite frankly, it's kind of odd. But you have to be a pretty good project manager as well uh, to be able to. You have to get a large number of people together in one on one particular um, idea in order to get it through the overall process. It, it, there's quite a bit of project management inside of real estate that that people don't account for, um, and, and you have to have a passion for it. Right? Real estate. Uh, it. Uh, some people won't like real estate because, quite frankly, there's a lot of a lot of uh, 
disagreement. Like you're the tip of the spear. So you have to have the passion to be able to go out and stay, stay excited about it every day. You can get very discouraged very quickly when it comes to real estate, uh, because it, it, when you take a piece of real estate to your organization, it's the other folks, the engineers, the finance folks, the, the other folks in the world, it's, it's somewhat their job to, to, to figure out why the site doesn't work. It's, it's your job as well. You want to get to a no as quickly as possible, but people are, 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 are looking at how, how this site would be become a problem for the company you're working for. So you have to have a passion to be able to continue on and, 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 and understand that and, and deal with it. So those are the things that I, construction, program management, passion, the good financial knowledge. I mean, if you have those particular key skills, you, you, uh, you're going to be good at what you do in a real estate development uh, organization. Not even, and that doesn't just apply to AWS. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, are you looking for that? If you're interviewing someone, is that, are you looking for like the ability to do that? Um, yes. Is there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big time. Uh, I mean, there's, there's obviously, I mean, when you have a, when you, for the jobs that we're looking for, I mean, you obviously have to have experience in the industry, but there's those intangibles that we just, those are really the intangible things that you need in order to be successful, not only at Amazon, but anywhere. And, and particularly at Amazon, you really need passion. You really need program management. You really need financial background. And, and, and you really, you, you just have to be excited. That makes sense. Let's, um, take, Go, go ahead, Sid. I, I think, uh, you know, even I have felt the same thing, like, uh, uh, you know, dealing with a lot of transaction managers. Like, passion is one thing, like, if, because these deals could be actually very long. You know, some deals could take super long to close. So if you, if you, if you're not passionate about it, if you're, if you don't want to close, like, uh, you will lose that fire, you know? And uh, so definitely echo Keith's point on that. That's kind of the thing about grit, too, is that, like, if you have grit without the thing that you're passionate about, it becomes, I could see it becoming a real slog, you know? But if you have grit combined with something you love to do, that, to me, is the only way to really be super at it. And I think that's the combination that I hear, you know? I, I agree. I, 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 don't, I completely agree with that. I mean, it, the it, it's just like Sid, Sid pointed out the best. I mean, these deals aren't two days or three days, these, a lot of these deals are short-term eight months, most long-term yeah. 12 to 24 months. Um, even mm -hmm. I've even seen some of them last a little longer based on the complexity of the region that you're dealing with. Um, it, it, you have to have both of those particular qualities, the ability to stay in there, stay in the fight, go, go to the, the ninth inning and, and actually hit the ball out of the park. And then you have to have the, the passion to want to step back up to the plate uh, in the next, the next time around. Yeah. I was going to um, change tax slightly because I want to ask you a couple things outside of the direct day to day. Um, what is what is the kind of stuff you consume outside of work? Like, do you like to read or movies or TV? What's your kind of yeah? What do you so what do you consume? so me personally, I like to mow my lawn. This is going to sound really weird, but uh -huh. I love yard work and mowing my lawn. I um, I love wow. to. Just get on a lot. I have a riding. I live on about three quarters of an acre, and I have a gore. I have a. I'm going to toot my own horn here. I have a gorgeous lawn, a gorgeous backyard, and uh, I love to get on my riding lawnmower and ride the, and mow my lawn. I mow my lawn in the summer probably three to four times a week. Uh, it's a little obsessive. Uh, Keith is I, Keith is actually a big uh, Home Depot expert, you know. So uh, Keith and I live <laughs> close by, you know. And if I want some house tips. Like uh, I wanted to bring, build a, a deck, and Keith actually built his deck by himself, you know. 
So he, he pretty resourceful guy, you know, Home Depot expert. <laughs> I, I'd say I have a weird comfort knowing that the head of the real estate team has a great lawn. For some reason, that just if if the head of the real estate team had a really shoddy lawn, I would I would think twice about Question being. It. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, and, and, and I'm always—it's not—it's not even just my lawn. I guess it's my house in general. Like I'm all, i always have a project that I'm working on, uh, always. It, but my wife always says, "Well, once you finish that, you're gonna have nothing else to do." I'm gonna say, "Oh no, I'll find something. Don't you worry about it. I'll figure something out." Yeah, yeah, boy. Well, once you're done with those projects, you come on over to my place, and I've got a, a long list of things that I haven't done. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, and let me ask you, like, when when you went from from being a individual contributor to running a team, what what changed there as far as the real estate scope? Like, um, I I mean, I I, I still consider myself a team player, like a a player coach. Uh, I like to stay involved a little bit and make sure that I have at least the the heartbeat of what's going on for in, in the transaction world. So, if things are changing, I can kind of understand how things are changing from a transaction standpoint. I definitely don't do as many transactions as I used to do. Um, I, I everyone I I think last year I did two or two trans two or three transactions. They just happened to be ones that fell in my lap. Um, I think the biggest thing that, that changed for me was just um, I enjoy the, the aspect of kind of helping people uh, navigate their way through the real estate transaction. Um, luckily, I've been at Amazon for almost nine years now, so I, I, I'm really, I, can, I can help those people um, that work on the team get through that Amazon particular – because Amazon can be a difficult beast to, to tackle every once in a while. So you have to have someone there to help you kind of, oh, I have this problem. Who do I talk to? And, and, and Amazon's an organization where you need to – you can really spend a lot of cycles if you don't know exactly who to talk to. You need to know this is the person you talk to to figure out the answer to that question instead of asking four people and then and finally get into that person. Um, so I find myself uh, really just trying to help my team uh, get through the Amazon portion because they all do a really good job at the, the real estate portion because that's what they're experts in. Um, so I, I spend a lot of my time trying to work on that Amazon portion, trying to figure out ways to improve that Amazon portion for the team members that, that are on the America's team and uh, just figuring out what, what needs to change. And uh, and it's been quite rewarding for me. So that, that's really the biggest thing is like, and it, it's for anyone that changes from an IC to a manager role. I mean, you, you really focus more on the bigger picture of, okay, how can I make this better for the team? I, I, I'm i big on team and not uh, I work on a team, not, they're not my employees. They're, they're my team members. And, and and, uh, and I treat them as such, and, and I want to make sure the team has has the easy uh, uh, the best plan to be the the, the most successful. Just like a uh, defensive coordinator figures out a strategy in order to beat the offense, we we want to figure out a strategy and make sure that it's the easiest way for them to get through Amazon. Very nice. Yeah, knowing who does what is like um, is a underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Let's um let me change tacks one more time. I, there's a question that we like to ask our guests. It's a little bit out there, but um if you could pick three people from all of history to have lunch with or have drinks with, who would you pick? Wow, great question. Um, let's see here. I would love to have a drink with uh, probably Bill Gates. I would love to have a drink with Bill Gates just to understand. He's kind of an eccentric person that uh, has ideas all over the place. Um, I would love to have a drink with Ronald Reagan. Uh, uh, and then third, I would probably, it would probably be, 
I'm trying to think here on the third one. It would it would probably be like the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt. I, that that probably be my third one. Just just to really understand what was. I mean, he was just a beast on the on the track. So he he would probably be a interesting guy to to get his perspective as to how he how he became so successful. Those would probably be my my top three. That's a good like little board of directors. I like that. Uh, yeah. the, the mix there. Um, and tell us a little bit, like, what was your favorite thing about going to college in Las Vegas? I, I think my favorite thing about going to college was the fact that it wasn't raining all summer. I mean, all, all, I'm sorry, all winter. It was, a, it was the winters were, were, were freaking, were gorgeous there. It was 65 degrees outside, 70 degrees outside. Um, and that was weather perspective, and it was it was it was cool to 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 see the spectacle that is Las Vegas, and and I uh, I well I worked the whole time I was in college, so I managed hotels the whole time, and that was that was interesting. But the, my favorite thing was definitely the the fact that it wasn't freezing and raining all winter long. Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas. I've been to Las Vegas once, and I feel like it's one of the only cities that I've ever been to where the plane lands and everybody claps. Um, yeah. And it's like, there's like a weird excitement there that I haven't experienced. The only other place I kind of experienced that was like New Orleans. There's like, they, they, there's some clapping going on. Um, yeah. But I'm also, I'm also a big fan of heists, like Ocean's Eleven and stuff like that. Yep. So Las Vegas is just, um, has a special place. And um, one question we like to kind of, end with when we get to the end of things is like, what's your approach to life? What's kind of your life philosophy? If you're going to impart maybe some kind of wisdom, the way that you like to go about things, what would it be? Uh, for, for me, uh, I'm, I'm a big family guy. So for me, whatever uh, I, I look at, whatever is best for my family is best for me. Um, whatever is going to make my family um, happy. Uh, whatever is going to make my family um, enjoy life better. Um, I'm 100% a family guy, and I, I kind of revolve my life around uh, how my family is doing and, and kind of how can I make my family do better. And that that's not just my me. That's my parents and just the overall, my brothers, my sisters. Family in general is just the biggest thing in my life. Yeah, love it. And, like, what would you say to someone who's maybe starting out in a career at Amazon? Like, what would be some general advice you'd give them, not just for, you know, their career, but, like, holistically, how to have, like, sort of that harmony that you're talking about? Well, I mean, A, win the day. Make sure to take it each day and win it. Uh, figure out what you need to do on that day and win whatever it is that you need to accomplish on that day. And then perspectively, I mean, understand what your limitations are and how much work you can do in one day. I think people, uh, I've, I've seen people quite a bit at Amazon um, get a little, take on too much, even stuff that doesn't belong to them. And then they, they find themselves in a hole and then they can't get, it's kind of like they're in quicksand and they, they're, they're continue to sink in that quicksand. So understand what you, what your role is, understand what your, what your swim lane is and understand what you're supposed to be accomplishing and, and kind of follow that and don't get yourself bogged down and make sure to uh, to manage your time appropriately in that aspect. That makes sense. Sid, is there anything that, that we major that we left off? I think we got a great little ses session in here in our 30 minutes. No, I was surprised. Keith had so deep thoughts, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just keeping an eye on, on the tabs, and Keith, we'll let you get back to, to whatever you got going on here. But um, thanks so much for coming on the show, giving us some time, giving us some insight. Really great having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yo,
what up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Feel free to leave a rating, review, what have you. But most of all, go have a fantastical day. Okay? We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.